0: Okay, well, yeah, we are attempting two big chapters, five and six. And this is, uh, of course, uh, it's about God's ways or not our ways. God is always before us, you know, He goes before us. And it's really emphasizing the very sovereignty of God in this whole conquest. You have the Canaanites, and they used up their allowance for uh, God's allowance that he had given them for patience. God had given them patience for thousands of years, really. It's been a long time, anyway. And uh, there's a limit to that patience. You remember when the Amorites' um, iniquity? Whenever the iniquity of the Amorites was full, was whenever God was going to bring on his judgment his cup of wrath upon those people and using the uh, Israelites as instruments of his justice kind of like a holy jihad isn't it? but uh, you know what? They are covenant people of God and they're his people and they'll never forget how he delivered them so that's what we're going to see in 5 and 6. 6 is actually um The conquest of Jericho. And that's where, you know, we are probably most familiar. So, uh, it's kind of like a story that just unfolds. Read it many times, but there's a lot of details in here that will uh, really help us, I think, in our own walk. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this evening that we have. Thank you for your word, your truth that uh, is ever before us We've seen you work in, in history, and we've seen you work in our own lives, and continue to do that. You are truly an amazing God. And if we look at the ways that you do to fill out your plan, it's something that we would never, ever would think of, or would ever do. And yet, you do it in a way that is far from human ways. And it just makes your glory shine all the more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, uh, we look at this, and uh, we've, we've come up this far now. We've came all the way across the Jordan River. And they've set up Camp Gilgal, which is hmm, three miles or so from Jericho, from the Great Wall City. And uh, the people are scared to death of the Israelites. Really, I don't know if it's Israelites so much as it is God. (laughs) Yahweh, they know that he's done something with these people. So we see that in the very first verse, um, in chapter 5, it came about when all the kings of the Amorites, who were beyond the Jordan to the west, and all the kings of the Canaanites, who were by the sea, Mediterranean, Heard how the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan before the sons of Israel until they had crossed that their hearts melted and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the sons of Israel. Spirit. They lost their spirits. Uh, You know, God has intervened in the form of drying up the Jordan River now. He's done another miracle. The hearts of the enemies are melting. Now, what, what were the... How much did the Jews know at this time of what had happened? Like in this first verse, you know, that uh, where they had lost their spirit, uh, the nations had. Um, did they really know about all these people that were all the Canaanites throughout the whole land? I don't think that they really knew that at the time. I think what you have here is probably, as, as their hearts are melting, we know about the hearts that are melting there in Jericho, right? And that's what we have been looking at, um, but I don't think they're so much of aware of all the different uh, kings and, and the people, of how fearful they are, as it, this is kind of written in the, uh, what would be the past tense, I guess you could say, overlooking it all at the uh, the end of it all. Yeah, Avail. Was
1: Jericho, this Jericho, did this happen before yeah. or after Jericho?
0: Uh, uh, Jonah is going to be around, let's say...
1: Oh, Nineveh. Yeah. I'm thinking Nineveh. Not yeah. Yet,
0: so. You've got, uh, you got s- uh, several hundred years. Mm. Yeah. Before that will happen. Okay. So, the uh, the enemies, the hearts are melting. And God is going to bring about something uh, that... Makes forth his promise come true, it's going to be fulfilled. He's been doing that all along. And um, the Israelites have not met a single soldier, have they? They haven't run into them. Um, no hostilities. Nobody's blocking their paths. That they're, they're, they're going. You know, this is all God, isn't it? How could they have let them come this close now? Well,
2: didn't they, when they beat the kings on the other side, didn't they have to fight them?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean they had to do something, right? right. Somebody put up a fight. Right. <laughs> well <laughs> didn't it, last long. <laughs>
1: didn't, this is right after they crossed the the sea, right? The Red Sea, I guess. Now the Red
0: Sea's forty years before this. Okay. And now that it is time to go over this time, they're going to do it. Okay. Before that was the problem. Only Joshua and Caleb were ready to go and take it. And God was giving them the land at that time. And because of their stiff necks and not believing God, mm-hmm. He let them die out in the wilderness for 40 years. So you've got sons and daughters now that's in this generation. Mm-hmm. But Joshua and Caleb are still there. Well,
2: no, in the beginning of this <clears throat> chapter, they're on the other side of the right.
0: They are, They have crossed the Red Sea. I mean, not the Red Sea, the Jordan River. Yeah, the Red Sea goes back 40 years, and, and now here it is later, and God split that open again, remember. Okay. And now they are across it. They're at Gilgal, and it started like about at least, oh, seven miles that they had been camping out before the Jordan River, and they'd gotten there, and now they've crossed over. Okay, now they're at Gilgal. Gilgal. So what
2: do we know about Gilgal? I mean, what about those people? Well, you know, really, it
0: was it, all of this is there is basically it 's like a camp uh there's a lot of history that Gilgal has some good things, some bad things, but uh this is an, an area where people will um uh, you know will settle it's a it's a good area you know it's of course being close to where Jericho was at. the weather is highly favorable you're close to the river there. So it's, it's a pretty good place.
1: Jericho heard that the Israelites crossed over. <laughs> they panicking.
0: Yeah, they know all about it. Of course, Rahab did, and all the people already knew because you know they revealed it to the spies, Well you know what your God has done yeah. but God is going to save Rahab and her family and all the people in the house. God made a promise there or through the Israelites there. And that's a matter of grace and mercy right there, isn't it?
1: And if she didn't obey, though, he said, if anybody comes out of that house, yeah. blood isn't on our hands, just so stay here. You're not
0: protected, stay right there. And they did. Yeah. So, uh, the hearts are melting. God is going before his people. The battle is not even theirs. You know what? The battle is the Lord's. <laughs> this whole thing that they're doing, you know, it looks like. They're really doing something. <laughs> but it, it's God. He's making the way in, in all of this. So, anyway, in the first verse, we see a, a demoralization of the enemies of God. The demoralized, they're demoralized. They, the, their hearts have melted. Their spirits have been weakened to where, you know, it's like they don't have a chance. That's the way they're seeing it. Although they have trained armies, they have the walls of this city looking at it humanly. There was no way that anybody could take them on. Well,
2: not. Not. The Israelites, yeah. their they armies
0: have, are not trained.
2: They don't even have weapons. Weapons. I'm, sure I, I'm looking weapons. at this verse 2 and it says, making sharp knives. They don't <laughs> have sharp knives. They got to make sharp knives.
0: Well, let's get into this. Let's get into this verse 2. This is. <laughs> okay verse 2 at that time the lord said to joshua make for yourself flint knives and circumcise again the sons of israel the second time so joshua made himself flint knives circumcised the sons of israel at gilbeath harloth this is the reason why joshua circumcised them All the people who came out of Egypt, who were males, all the men of war died in the wilderness along the way after they came out of Egypt. For all the people who came out were circumcised, but all the people who were born in the wilderness along the way as they came out of Egypt had not been circumcised. For the sons of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness, until all the nation, that is, the men of war who came out of Egypt, perished because they did not listen to the voice of the Lord, to whom the Lord had sworn that he would not let them see the land which the Lord had sworn to their fathers to give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. Their children whom he raised up in their place, Joshua circumcised, for they were uncircumcised, because they had not circumcised them along the way. This is a narrative. You guys are getting this, right? Right. Now, when they had finished circumcising all the nation, they remained in their places in the camp until they were healed. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. So the name of that place is called Gilgal to this day. While the sons of Israel camped at Gilgal, they observed the Passover on the evening of the fourteenth day of the month on the desert plains of Jericho. Oh, this is great. You notice on the outline, ouch! You can imagine the shock of verse 2 to Joshua as military commander here and to the men who have now have to go through this procedure. Now, Joshua's already had this done. I, I just wonder why they can never
3: do that. Yeah. Way why back do it why didn't babies? they
2: do it while they were wandering around? They were they co-
0: they neg- they there need you go. To
2: do. This shows their,
0: their disobedience, it shows their neglect. Matter of fact, they neglected to celebrate the Passover. Oh,
1: okay. and then they didn't do
0: circumcision. You know what they, they were? Even. Have you ever seen people just quit? Mm-hmm. They quit church, they just quit everything, and they don't do anything? dealing with the Lord or whatever. That's where this nation was at for those 39 years. basically. That's really it. This is sad, but it shows you the patience of God and now he's going to lead so them did into triumph. He didn't mind
3: giving them a little ouch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> These guys it's never had an apple before easy. Yeah. <laughs> Now make flint knives, circumcise the Israelites. they had neglected it. And all the younger ones, they have to be circumcised. God's not going to take them into the promised land without them being consecrated. That is what Israel has always been uh, known as. And it's interesting, as you look in the verse 8 and 9, these are grown men. They're not little kids. They're not infants here. The entire procedure is going to incapacitate these soldiers for several days at least. Think about it. This
4: is on the west side of the Jordan already. They've already crossed. over. They've crossed.
0: Now, are your minds clicking? Why in the world would God get them that close to the enemy? It says, "Okay, now circumcision time."
2: Stage (laughs) cells. Yeah. Up. What
0: in the it's world is going on, God? What are you talking about? This is crazy. We're going mm-hmm. to take them on, and now you're just going to incapacitate us?
2: Right. Mm-hmm. What if they come after us now?
0: Yeah, what exactly. They're helpless.
1: Well, the people are terrified because they know that the Israelites just crossed over, <laughs> and they know how they crossed over, and they they heard what happened to Pharaoh. Well, they're, they're terrified. The them.
2: Israelites don't know
1: all that. Yeah, but you know
0: here 's where faith comes in, and that 's right you 're looking at it two ways what you just described there here 's the way the other people are looking at it they 're scared to death, but the Israelites here here's is a lotted around i 'm sure they 're thinking, what are you thinking of What are we doing you know um, yeah it 's so, a good question. They are on the other side they 're just a few miles from Jericho. This is suicidal. This makes no sense at all. I mean, have you ever heard of any kind of war that would go on and where somebody would do something crazy like this? It's like
1: uh, running into a war without armor or a shield or just with a little shiv knife, a little prison
0: chain. That's, That's what basically what's happening here. And... uh only one way that this can be pulled
1: off—it's
0: by God, right? That's what it's all about. Do
2: you know what kind of faith they would have had to have to do that too? Because of God going down there telling all these individuals that they were going to have this done, it was one man telling them that God said that they were going to have done. And they had to yeah. have a lot of faith. Yeah. A lot of faith. Um. Yeah.
0: And uh, by the way, it looks like Joshua's was going to circumcise them. Actually, he's going to have other men, you know, do it because they have so many of them to do. But yeah. Uh, uh but yes yeah, so
1: as man, last one, Josh, I would not as if I was a full grown man and I had not <laughs> been this I definitely wouldn't feel comfortable
0: I'm just wow. saying that. Yeah, you and know, it's like, okay, you don't do it, you're not going. It's like right.
1: <laughs> you convinced me.
0: Are you kidding me? Well, the
2: vulnerability. The that anybody that said resistant. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. What
1: did
2: they all just say? Well, okay. I mean, God must have really. Oh, I'm you. sure
0: there's a lot of people going. Oh, there had to be some. What? What? Are you sure you got the direction? <laughs> right, Joshua? Second time. The first time was whenever they, you know, talking about the other ones that have died out in the wilderness. That was like the the first generation of circumcision. Now we have a second one going on, which is they're re they're redoing it. They haven't done it for thirty nine okay, no, years. No, no, wait a moment.
4: Abraham was the first until to, to circumcise
0: right? Yeah, right.
4: So all of those in Egypt were being circumcised all along, right? Oh, yeah, were, up yeah. until that time. Yeah. yeah, they
0: became very rebellious.
4: Uh-huh after,
0: they, they, were, after yeah. they
4: got out of
0: Egypt. They, they were not practicing anything dealing the with their beliefs. They they just went just loose. They had, they they were free, you know, mm-hmm. as far as they were concerned, even though God is there leading them. yeah.
1: I was going to say, they
2: still had the tabernacle. Yeah, yeah. But, but they've, they they've thrown everything aside.
1: Cloud and the fire. Cloud fire and the That's all we need. Don't forget about the manna. And the manna. <laughs> And they had Moses to yell at.
0: They <laughs> walked all over that guy, they did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, you mentioned Abraham. Let's go back to that. Genesis 17 11. <clears throat> uh, God makes a covenant with Abraham. And he says in verse 10 this is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised, and you should be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin, and it should be the sign of the covenant between me and you. So this was the sign of the covenant that God had made with Israel. This is the sign, it's the seal. It shows this is real, this is what he's done, It's it's definitely something that's really physical, but it's spiritual too, isn't it? So the rite of circumcision pointed out the covenant that God had made and it confirmed that that covenant was real and true. So he's having to do that again now with them because a lot of them really had lost their ways. They had lost probably a lot of the history. You know, Abraham, the whole thing, there's a lot of, who knows what kind of teaching is going on here. Uh, God's waking them up, isn't he? So, had you guys ever come across this? Or did you ever remember this? As they, you know, we think about crossing the river and then, you know, the walls falling down, but those little things right there, we don't. And then when you start really thinking about it, you're going, wait a minute, where are they at? Oh, they're across the river. They're on the western side now, aren't they? Yeah.
2: Okay, in (laughs) order for Joshua to turn this off, he would have had to. Explain the covenant. That's probably. And, that's, mean, there there had to be a whole that's thing what, going on.
3: That's what I'm thinking. They were probably yeah. beginning to talk more and more about the promises. Yeah. And well, what
0: else. what celebration are they going to do <laughs> here? They're going to party down with the Passover yeah. out there before they even go to war. Yeah. Circumcision to Passover. How you know talking about the roots of, of uh, Judaism? Yeah. I mean, that's right at the heart of it, isn't it? Also, covenant
1: time to think about the Israelites and the history after this, like after their kings and things, and after the rebellions, and how many times they were taken in and out of captivity, it always seems like, you know, the generation that had to pass away, they kind of suffered in the wilderness because of their disobedience. So their kids growing up is probably like, why are we suffering like this? Why do we have to do this? Why do we? And it was like, why, why, why? And eventually, I'm sure the people are like, because we want to do it our way. we don't want to listen to Moses. We don't want to listen to God who tells Moses to tell us what to do. We just want to do it ourselves. We want to do this. And the kids are probably, like, growing up thinking, because they've just become really obedient. Like, these are kids, grew up in the wild, and then they got circumcised, they followed the Passover, then they just go to war. And then not only do they go to war, but they commit to it, and they're told to slaughter everybody. And they're like, let's do it. Like, let's... Go on to the next town and slaughter everybody. This there. is a new generation, yeah, so isn't it? Go to the next one. Slaughter them too because we can.
0: God told them to do it, right? And they
1: were obedient to it, and I'm thinking maybe that's just because they saw their parents' disobedience. Because a lot of the times in the future, the kids, obviously, because kids still generation after generation, even in their captivity, you know, they're in captivity because of their disobedience. Their kids grow up with in captivity with hard times and sufferings and yeah. unnecessary laborers and they eventually those kids are going to be like, I don't want to be like this because my parents didn't listen, now I have to suffer because of that. So these kids grow up and maybe these kids still grow up in slavery and eventually they have kids so they tell their kids, look, we're here because of our parents. So if you want out, you guys have to, we have to change, we have to repent.
0: Hey! Does that happen today?
1: No, it yes, can.
0: Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it can though. Yes. So some kids can have unbelieving parents.
1: Right. Not my countries maybe. When they see it, and they, because several times you hear kids say, oh, my father was alcoholic, so I don't touch alcohol." Right. Or my. Or you have
4: the other ones that well, it's okay for dad, it's okay for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So, I mean, you have both sides of those stories. Or you have the other one
0: where the parents are believers and strong and the kids turn out to be rebellious. can see that too. You know? It's not
1: that I'm justifying it. That's what happens in here. No, but I was, well, I've
2: always been amazed when you look in, in scripture, you see. There's the good godly king and then the son that takes over is ungodly, uh-huh. and then his son is godly, and then his son is every ungodly. Other gen- yeah. Every other generation. It's yeah, it, it actually,
1: yeah. there were very many... <laughs> no you even rebel you know, I mean, against the good. We were yeah. talking about right. son of David being the son of David, and I know that going through, when we're talking about good kings and bad kings, a lot of the time it seemed that if they were a good king that followed God, they were considered a son of David. They were buried with the kings, with King David, and it seemed like all the good kings were buried with them, and all the ones that weren't were just kind of buried off somewhere.
0: Else. And all the Jews always looked up to who? Whoever
1: was David. In yeah. Oh, yeah, I right. mean,
0: but you know, if they if they were a good king, yeah, then they were like they came from that line in that right. sense, even though they threw the line physically, but
1: so, yeah, yeah, physically and spiritually.
0: So and a good thing to think about, what has this generation already seen? Well, they've seen they've been taken care of with the you know, manna mm-hmm. every day. They just crossed the the river, mm-hmm. and it was dry. <laughs> and God let them all cross. And as soon as they crossed, then there came back the water the and filled it back stones, up.
1: They yeah, you know, stones, yeah,
0: the, the stones. That's a, of remembrance.
1: Mm-hmm. Like a we dealt
0: with that water. last week.
1: It's like, it's
0: well, you know they what, this whole story to
1: life. And start new.
0: And that's the story of us. Mm-hmm. Because when we cross that let's see the Jordan mm-hmm. or the Red Sea or whatever, yeah. we go into the promised land, right? God has led us in there. It's it's a rebirth. Yeah, it's a born again. That's what happened to us spiritually. Mm-hmm. Of course, this happened physically. But there's a lot of uh, spiritual rebirth that's going on here right now, and this circumcision as uh, you know much as it's mentioned in the Bible sometimes uh, you know you kind of fly through it but it uh, it does mean something because it's a sign and seal of the covenant <laughs> it's co- confirming God's promise uh, back in genesis seventeen uh, I think it's seventeen verse eight uh It says, I will give to you and to your descendants after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I'll be their God. So there's the promise. So that covenant, that's all part of that covenant promise. He's establishing it there. Well, so it's a great time to relearn all this, and uh, the people are are identifying with God, and... uh, That they are covenant people. That's what they're being identified with. There's a lot of things with circumcision. Sign and seal of the covenant. Confirmation of the promise. The People are being identified as God's people. Um, If if you didn't... would be circumcised, it would be a failure uh, in the sense that you're saying, hey, I can do this alone. Like you were just saying there. That's exactly what, what would be happening if they rebelled on that. And you see all the people, they've already said, we will follow Joshua. Mm-hmm. We've already covered that. They said, we will do what he says. Mm-hmm. Which is and, funny,
1: because the people didn't listen to Moses, and now this next group is being led by Joshua, and these people are like, we'll listen to Joshua. They're listening. Yeah. Fascinating. Are like, we have Moses. We're
0: not going to listen. Yeah. <laughs> we have Joshua. What's up there? <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, What's, a reason? What's another reason why they would have circumcision? Well, so they could celebrate the Passover. There had been no celebration of the Passover. You go back to Mount Sinai, that's where that took place. Uh, sin, unbelief, and now they're going to remember what God has done. The God of the battles is with them. God is, is the God of all battles, isn't He? He had delivered them from Egypt, right? And whenever we take the Lord's Supper, we think of Jesus said what? Do this in remembrance of me. In Deuteronomy 8.11, Moses, I think, uh, it's like, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. Do not forget. It's easy. But a lot of people just forget. They bail out. Some you never ever see again. What's going on? We have to remember what God does not do that. Okay, so we've covered the first ten verses. Now, we get into verse 11 and 12. And what God does now is He provides for the people uh, food. This time, He's going to do away with the manna. It's not needed anymore. They're now going in to this lush land where there is uh, all sorts of different kinds of foods, So here we go, verse 10, or uh, 11. On the day after the Passover, on that very day, they ate some of the parched grain that was there in that land, they took it. The manna ceased on the day after they had eaten some of the produce of the land. So that was it. No more manna. So that the sons of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate some of the yield in the land of Canaan, during that year. So now they're living life by ordinary means of providence. They were living on a miracle. God would bring that manna down every day. All of a sudden, that's it. No more miracle of manna. And you know what? What would you like to live by? Miracles every day? Or God providing for you in just what is like an ordinary providence? They're both miracles, aren't they? (laughs) I like, I that,
3: fast, I like that fast food
2: idea. <laughs> you know, but what, what, <laughs> what happened? Out, what half happened half when the people
0: it. had manna every day? What did they finally say?
2: Yuck. Manna, manna,
0: manna. That's all we have. Manna this, yeah. manna that, right? I
2: almost I feel I like... I've like... worked out in the world for them. <laughs> I almost feel like that we Got that represents... nice cookbook out of the deal. Yeah. 35
3: ways to
1: make dinner.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: feel like in a way that almost represents like what took place in joke? Because if you see Job's wealth at first, he's always sacrificing and making sacrifices for the atonement of his kids' sins. It says he wakes up every morning early sacrifice sacrifice atonement for the kids. So when all of his wealth was gone and then God restores the wealth at the end, he doesn't need to make sacrifice for his kids anymore because this set of kids are obedient and he loves these kids so much more that he even gives a good portion to his daughters. And to me, it's almost like the first one, like they had to survive... They had to survive so that God can continue His plan, and because they're so rebellious, that He just had to provide for them. And this next one, because they're obedient, He's like, "Now I can provide for you," but in like a natural way. You know? It almost seems like
2: well, He lets them be a part of it. <clears throat> that's to me, that's part of the miracle. When he lets us be a part of our provisions.
0: Yeah, that's providence, isn't it? Yeah. He provides all everything that's needed, but. We have to go out and yeah. do the work to get that food or whatever it is. It's both ways.
2: Yeah, it's called you know we call that uh, responsibility. The way the world's going, <laughs> now, yeah. they don't want that. They want
4: free.
0: <laughs> right, right. They want, they want, them want them. those yeah. miracles. <laughs> yeah, what the manna? <laughs> <laughs> no work. Yep. Yeah. So,
2: their, their God is Bernie.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right yeah it's like that's really going to work isn't it <laughs> so they have to work for their food eat the produce of their labors look what god gave them though my all sorts of what the land of what milk and honey everything so unleavened bread roasted grain may not sound like much as they started up it but it's a token of what is to come as they go in to the land there's a lot of symbolism there, isn't there, really, off of what it really is a reality, but they can eat from that produce, look what God has given them. So would you say that God is faithful and everything and everywhere he takes us? He will all, His faithfulness will always follow us. Okay, the next part is really interesting. Just before they go to uh, Jericho, what happens? came about, verse 13, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, a man was standing opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? He said, No. Whether I indeed now come as captain of the host of the Lord. Joshua fell on his face to the earth, bowed down, said to him, what has my lord to say to his servant captain of the lord's host said to joshua remove your sandals from your feet for the place where you're standing is holy and joshua did so joshua is the captain but you know what he's really meeting the true captain here here yeah and of course joshua means what it's Yeshua, Yahashua, Jesus. You know who this is? Jesus, incarnate. Jesus. pre-incarnate. Wait, this guy here?
1: First?
0: This is Jesus. The captain. This of the Lord's is host. yep the captain, the captain of, the of the host of the Lord, and Joshua worships him. If he was anybody else, that
1: would you that don't do that. Yeah, because even in uh, even in Revelation, John goes to on and mm-hmm. worship Sorry. the angel.
0: Bingo. You hit it. And the angel said, No, 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 what are you doing? Right. Right.
1: Nebuchadnezzar, sorry, with Ramshak, Meshach, and Abednego, he said he saw one in the flame with them as though he were like
0: Like the Son of Man.
1: So, would that also be Christ?
0: Yep. Yep, I believe so. That's pre incarnate Christ. So, even in the Mm -hmm. Old Testament, you see the second person of the Trinity coming and, and, and how does God ultimately talk with mankind a matter of fact when Abraham entertained uh, just before there was the judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah mm-hmm. there were like three mm-hmm. men two of them were like angels and one was guess who so this is incredible Just before, now they're getting ready to go. One last little charge, right? Um, Evidently, Joshua lifted up his eyes. If he lifted up his eyes, where were his eyes? They were looking down. Which means, and I don't want to read into that too much, but maybe he's contemplating, thinking this over. What's he thinking? that's a huge city there with walls mm. I've never done anything like this how are we going to besiege this I've never done any besieging of cities right. <laughs> what would you feel like how okay and he's I think somewhere around Jericho is where he's at as he's kind of uh, you know scoped this out he's getting ready to take it he has no doubt that God's going to do this but he still doesn't
1: Probably like, okay, we're gonna get there. God's gonna shoot fire in there. He's gonna send something to trample them over. Maybe we'll cause insanity. We're just gonna have to go there and find out. (laughs) That
0: would be. He's thinking, isn't he? And he might be a little overwhelmed. We don't know. He doesn't really have considerable military experience here. but
1: mm-hmm. these are obedient people, so
2: yeah. But that. he's gonna lead them. That would be pretty. That's intimidating.
0: So he's maybe he's cast down a little bit. Don't know. He's looking down. Then he looks up. This strange figure appears before him, and he goes up to him. He says, "Are you for us or, are, or against us?" You know. And God says, "Well, I'm not. I'm not against you. I, you know. I'm not for them." Uh, are you friend or foe? Right? Wow, it's you know it's pretty bold. Um, it doesn't have any kind of weapon weapons.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Has, I don't know so. you guys got a sword <laughs> <on> and everything. You're here to down.
0: You know what? Uh, um, the captain of the Lord's host said here. Um, I indeed come now as captain of the host of the Lord i am the real captain here he's basically saying submit to me i am not your co-pilot you ever heard of that
3: yeah
0: you know um you know god's our co-pilot now in a way i i understand what they're saying but in another sense he is the pilot we're just along for the ride here, you know. It's not an equal thing here
1: at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, there used to be this picture out, and it was called God's, uh, you know, uh, it's, we're co-pilots, you know, basically together here. Um, what is needed here is to make sure that Joshua is totally submitted to this. You know, I'm sure, you know, he's, he, he believes in God. God's going to do this, but there is one last thing here. Are, are you prepared to fit into God's plans? You know, that's the idea. Uh, it was, it, you know, the battle really wasn't at Jericho. This is where the battle is really at. Are we totally submitted to our captain or not? Are we taking him seriously or not? Because that is really what this is about. And and but you know, there's a lot of things behind. There's a lot of other things. Great to have an appearance of the Son of God right there. <laughs> he doesn't know exactly who this is. And but yet I think he is realizing this is God has been talking to me. Now he's showing himself to me and what God is doing is he's saying the walls of Jericho are no problem it's your will to be a servant totally sold out for me as he's, you know Joshua falls on his face bows down he realizes that he's a servant of this one that's right there captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place where you're standing is holy. It's holy ground. Joshua did sound just like Exodus chapter 3 with Moses. This is holy ground. You are in the presence of God Almighty. Okay, here we go. You ready? <laughs> the famous, famous story of the walls of Jericho. First 16 verses is dealing with the collapse. And here are the instructions. Actually, the Lord's telling them, okay, here's how we're going to do it, guys. Now Jericho was tightly shut because of the sons of Israel. No one went out, no one came in. The Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and the valiant warriors. You shall march around the city, all the men of war, circling the city once. You shall do so for six days days. Also, seven priests shall carry seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. Then on the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall be that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people will go up every man straight ahead. So Joshua says, I believe it. He's already met the captain. So Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priest and said to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant. Notice how many times we're going to see the Ark of the Covenant here. I think it's maybe 14 times throughout here. Uh, That's a focus, isn't it? It's representing the presence of God. Take up the Ark of the Covenant. Let seven priests carry seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. Then he said to the people, Go forward and march around the city, and let the armed men go on before the Ark of the Lord. And it was so that when Joshua had spoken to the people, seven priests carrying the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord went forward and blew the trumpets, and the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priest who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard came after the ark while they continued to blow the trumpets. But Joshua commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout, nor let your voice be heard. Just be quiet. Nor let a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I tell you, shout. So they had to
1: be quiet before.
0: The whole, time. the whole
3: time. I know of
0: Bill. This would be <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> Yeah, You know, like, hey, you dudes up there, we're going to be taking you. <laughs> <laughs> kick me out now. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I stayed behind on this. <laughs> 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 If you look
2: at the back
1: of the group you got the one guy tied up <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah they just gag, yeah, right, just gag it
3: right
2: yeah You know
0: how football players are, you know how they talk trash, you know?
2: <laughs>
0: no talk of trash here guys. Let's be quiet. Then you shall shout so he had the Ark of the Lord taken around the city, circling it once, then they came into the camp, spent the night in the camp. Now Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. Seven priests carrying the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew the trumpets. And the armed men went before them, and the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord while they continued to blow the trumpets. Thus the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did so for six days. Same thing every day. Then on the seventh day, they rose early at the dawning of the day, marched around the city in the same manner seven times, only on that day, they marched around the city seven times. At the seventh time, when the priest blew the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The city shall be under the ban. It and all that belongs to the Lord, only Rahab the harlot, and all who are with her in the house shall live, because she hid the messengers whom we sent. But as for you, only keep yourselves from the things under the ban, so that you do not covet them and take some of the things under the ban and make the camp of Israel uh, accursed and bring trouble on it. But all the silver and gold and articles of bronze and iron are holy to the Lord. They shall go into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted, and priests blew the trumpets. And when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, The people shouted with a great shout, and the wall fell down flat. So that the people went up into the city, every man straight ahead, and they took the city. They utterly destroyed everything in the city, both man and woman, young and old, and ox, sheep, and donkey, with the edge of the sword. Joshua said to the two men who had spied out the land Go into the harlot's house, bring the woman, And all she has out there is if you have sworn to her. So the young men who were spies went in, brought out Rahab and her father and her mother, brothers and all she had. They brought out all her relatives and placed them outside the camp of Israel. They burned the city with fire and all that was in it. Only the silver and gold and articles of bronze and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. However, Rahab the harlot and her father's household and all she had, Joshua spared and she has lived in the midst of Israel to this day. For she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Then Joshua made them take an oath at that time, saying, Cursed before the Lord is the man who rises up and builds this city, Jericho. With the loss of his firstborn, he shall lay its foundation, and with the loss of his youngest son, he shall set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was in all the land.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, I was about to say did that did
1: it did come it,
2: to pass. I can't. I, that was I, a prophecy, right? Yeah, and I the, to know the guy that built it did lose his first <laughs> son and <clears throat> his last son.
0: That's yeah. right. There, there was the Jericho when Jesus came to it. It was like um, there was the old city, and then there was the new city. It wasn't exactly in the same spot, but we know that that's. People uh So
4: how do we know if this actually happened that w-
0: what's that? It's in
4: scripture. <laughs> that his, the guy who rebuilt it that he, he lost
2: his firstborn. It's in scripture.
4: Or at- a story in here. That's <laughs> what yeah, I was thinking.
2: There is Yeah, there is a story in here that tells about basics yeah.
0: First Kings, I think. 16.
1: Yeah, first Kings
0: sixteen thirty four. Okay. Yeah, First uh,
2: Kings
0: 16. 16 13, yep. mm-hmm. yeah. In his days, Hyle, uh, the Bethelite built Jericho. He laid its foundations with the loss of Abiram, his firstborn, set up its gates with the loss of his youngest son, Segub, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Joshua, the son mm-hmm. of... Uh,
1: Yep. Take that, atheist. <laughs> 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 so it happened. How many years was that apart before they were down?
0: Well, you're talking, um, let's see which king. This is around Elijah's time. So let's say roughly 700 BC. Uh, 1400 BC to this. We're talking 700 years later. Yeah. Oh. Somebody tried to rebuild it. Well, they didn't try there it. There they did. They did. Here's what happened. The curse. <laughs> you he Interesting. he Ah,
1: probably not. He didn't to the Jews. He you didn't care. He, knew when he built the city that that was going to happen? He did it anyway?
0: should have known. This was a basic story, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 He didn't care.
1: Joshua, if he, if he calls out a curse, I mean, several mm-hmm. places were called out curses and a lot of people stayed away from him.
0: Mm-hmm. There, uh, Babylon has been the same thing. Mm-hmm. Strange there. It's uh been a. There's a little bitty city there now. that has been kind of restructured. There's always been some people that lived there, but basically, it was re- it really never amounted to anything or, or anything like it once was. It was going to be a land of jackals and you know the wild yeah, animals and, the and basically. Kind of no, no, no.
1: Seriously, though.
0: Yeah, spiritually, it's here. It's ever present here in America, isn't it? Jeff City. So, here we go. Just a few minutes. I'm familiar with the story. The city is tightly shut up, it was barred and tightly shut. Um, nobody's supposed to go out. Nobody's going to get in here. You know, it's tough to take on a fortified city like this was. Gates are closed. And how did Jerusalem get conquered in 70 A.D.? By besiegement. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it went on for months. People, uh, till they would starve.
2: It would take a little longer than seven days.
0: Yeah, that's the point. It would take months. If they're going to besiege a city like this, okay, and yet be real patient. Or you can maybe use battering rams on wheels. You know, they mm-hmm. often do that. God's strategy is really unusual, isn't it? Yes, there are armed men. You have armed men. Then you have the priests and the trumpets. Ark of the Covenant. And then you have more armed men. And then you have the rest of the nation of Israel. They're all going to be a part of this. got huge trumpets. You have priests marching around. I mean, this is really an odd thing. These trumpets are... The ram's horns that uh, would uh, be used uh, during the year of Jubilee, they would uh, blow those trumpets, announce a a new year, you know.
1: So is there like a war trumpet and a festival trumpet, or would
0: those be the same? Yeah, and in this case, it's it's those ram's horns that they're going to be, you know, like that. They're probably pretty good-sized ram's horns they've uh, collected over the course of years. And so you do have some armed men. How much they're armed with, I don't know for sure. Okay, you know, they've got some that they picked up through some of the other battles. You know, and... talking
4: about did we the... have a count as to how many Germany? Joshua took? Was it, wasn't that back here, ways?
1: All I know is that when they crossed the Jordan, all the spirit, fighting spirits, and the people left. <laughs> and
4: they all they
1: had left in their behind their armor was cowardice. <laughs> They
2: knew they we were back. You gotta wonder what they were thinking round about the
1: third or fourth oh, day. I would, I would hate that feeling. I'm <laughs> telling you, be like a fish in a barrel or a goldfish in a bowl, waiting for that catch to just.
0: What was you? What were you asking there, Debbie? Fish. What'd you say? How well,
2: well, many men? Joshua... How many?
4: How many men? Joshua took with him actually to the wall. Well, it was all. It was all the
0: you, you mean now, where we're at now? Yeah, uh, I, that would be I last week okay, Well, it would be well. You got all the uh, the army mm-hmm. and all the rest of the people. It's all of Israel, well, the Israel. Only that's there now.
2: Well, the only number that you might be thinking of is the number they gave us—a number of guys that left their families on the other side of Jordan. Oh, that's right. That, but all the others went with them. Yeah, yeah. they gave yeah. us that number of guys. It was like, oh, 3, like, yeah,
0: right, them. right, okay. Yeah, yeah, is that what, what it was? Because, yeah.
4: like it said, every so there had to be enough. There was a lot more than that. There had to be enough that there was they completely encircled Jericho. Mm-hmm. Oh, because they all went up, so that when the walls fell, they went in from all sides.
0: Yeah, and and you're talking. So there
4: had to be enough people to go all the way around.
0: Oh the no, doubt city. it probably lapped. You know, I'm sure that as they would be done one day, you know, they would go on. Yeah. Out, and then the rest of them would come in. You know, it's, it's it's uh, you know, there's a lot of people to go around this, and even though it's a big city, there's this huge amount of people. Um, don't know the 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 number of them, but. Uh, Formation is well,
4: the army. Ten, the ten tribes, right? That went across. Was there? Well, it's so?
0: all it's all tribes. The okay, ones well, that are on the, right, one on the other are side are helping them too. Right. That was the part of the deal that right. they had. They had to fight too. So it's it's all twelve tribes. Yeah. The Levites didn't fight, did they? Well, the Levites are would be like involved the with these priests, yeah. and of course a lot of them are blowing. Oh, Some of them right. blowing trumpets. Yeah, so they're right there in it. They're all, they're all a part of this. They was in front. Yeah. Right? <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> they were their There's, a, there's
0: yeah. a test right there. Yeah. You don't have any weapons. You okay, the ark. The ark is, is in the center of this whole deal, right? <laughs> what
1: so a deal.
0: The, and the, at the thousands marching are silenced. The priests are blowing their horns. <laughs> and you have this box out there in the middle. Day after day they're doing this. And you can imagine the people, some of them had to be leaning over the walls, looking at this. <laughs> and of course, there's probably some snart Alex up there. Right. So, you know, who knows what they're saying she's to them? Maybe throwing stuff you know, at them. She's got
3: that red scarlet thing hanging out there. So that, you know, they came out. She's waving that around. She didn't know what was going on. They kept showing up. and Yeah. Them. They're looking for the scarlet. go get another one but
0: she's counting on on the agreement that they made but she
3: doesn't so that that's know there the agreement is at this point
0: no she just sees something going around yeah, but she knows that seven, they're going to take care of her but
3: they yeah. also gave her a scarlet thing to put out, <clears throat> you know out the window or right the, like, whatever right yeah, that's part of the deal out there. She was probably still scared but she I mean, yeah, yeah because make sure, do, sure that they kept did they honor the deal right that's what somebody said. She's seen that first day. Like you she she's got out there and she's hanging that scarlet out there and trying to make okay, sure. Okay, so as they're
2: walking around Jericho, do they all have to come? If I'm at the end of the line mm-hmm. and a line stops, do I have to keep going all the way around and come into camp? Probably.
1: Well, do yeah. yeah. Why not?
2: Well, I'm not going. I'm just going to turn around because it's <laughs> a lot shorter. <laughs> do they really
1: have enough people to... Every wow. person surrounded. Oh, yeah.
0: I imagine there wasn't enough room, What's enough, like enough space to, you know... As For some
1: reason couple, in my mind, couple, two, three, I thought one. they just yeah. had a couple of people yeah, yeah. and they just kind of marched. Yeah, around. that's... <laughs> like they had, had a handful of people and they just all... I didn't think that they were like oh. in a giant circle <laughs> This is the whole nation. <laughs> <laughs> this is
0: the whole nation here. Okay. So um
3: well he wanted everybody to participate in that so they all understood how it went down.
1: Right. Well Israel is a good populating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so here it is, God using this whole deal. I mean it's the most interesting thing that you've ever heard as far as war is concerned. <laughs> you know, he takes instruments and he uses them. To destroy everything that stands in His way. You know what the biggest instrument is? That stood and stands in other people's way? It's the cross. And He uses the cross. And, of course, that's what saves us. But it, the cross of Christ, you know, I mean, it's, it's everything. It's, it's our life, isn't it? What He did so but fragile weapons that's you know that's what we are we're fragile tools we are jars of clay that's what he's using in this he, he didn't have to use them you know but th- our little testimony that we have our christian testimony that's quite a tool that he uses how about our fragmented lives that we have he uses that it's a great weapon but who would use that kind of thing only god and we plead with him in prayer that his kingdom would be advanced? Just weak things. First 1 Corinthians 1 27. Got to do this. You know what it says, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. And the base things of the world and the despised God has chosen, the things that are not, so that he may nullify the things that are, so that no man may boast before God. But by his doing you are in Christ Jesus came to us wisdom from God. So, now, Rahab and her family, she demonstrated her faith, what? By hiding the spies. We went over that. The evidence that she was prepared to risk her life for the promise of God given to her, that hiding the spies. And uh, that was a matter of faith. And you know, uh, she's delivered in chapter 6, uh, if you look in Hebrews eleven thirty one, says by faith Rahab the harlot did not perish along with those who were disobedient, after she had welcomed the spies in peace and all that were in that house.
3: And she got to keep their stuff too. Did you notice that yeah. mm-hmm. they got to the keep? They didn't have to get rid of
2: their stuff, but all the other
3: animals.
0: I yep. thought that was kind of interesting. And all that she right? yeah. had. Did you notice that they the uh the, those people were brought outside the camp, yeah. and then they were brought In, inside the camp. the camp, and now they are part of, part of Israel. Isn't that the Israel? grace of God?
2: Part of the genealogy of Christ.
0: Now, is there something that seems unfair in this situation? What about all the other people? They knew, too, that God had done all this stuff. They knew that. You know, was it by accident that these spies had come to her house and knocked on the door? They didn't knock on anyone else's door. Why didn't they get a chance? Well... They were the only ones that uh, repented and wanted God's mercy. And they believed God in that sense all the way. You know, we, we've heard what God has done among you. We've heard how the Lord has done this. They've all heard of God, how he has forged this covenant. It's
2: just like with us, the only unfairness is that any were saved.
0: Exactly. Why did he save them? Exactly, isn't that not that the way that it goes? So, you know, they had uh, turned in repentance and faith. The last part is found in 26 and 27. The destruction of the city of Jericho. It, and if you haven't felt this, you know, as we read that, somebody mentioned it earlier about the... Uh, what did I say? Yeah. So the Lord was with you. What was it? Anyway, all the uh, all the people were slain. Every living thing. This is appalling. If we really think what really happened, um, there's no way to sanitize this. There's no way to clean this up and make God look a little bit better. <laughs> isn't that what a lot of people That's would like what a to
2: lot do, of people do. Like
0: <laughs> the God of the Old Testament and people say well I don't have the God of the Old Testament I have the God of the New Testament well yeah Well, turn to Luke 21 where it talks about him coming back um, um, bloody bodies everywhere men, women, children the elderly they were all killed. They were speared. They were gored. You couldn't take them out by shooting with a gun and making it easy that way. That's a little more cleaner. No, this is coming in there and spearing them. Goring them. At Children. They
2: bury them. They just burn them.
0: Wow. Can you imagine little kids with indescribable wounds that had been put on them? We can't imagine that. This sounds so foreign to the way that God seems like He ought to be. Only the gold and the silver was taken and to put in the the Lord's treasury. Nothing else was. The destruction, here's the answer to this.
2: Because God's done this before. Why do they have to kill all the oxen, sheep, and donkeys, and all the
0: animals? I think he's making one point. There's probably a lot of reasons, but one of them is saying... Everything about this place is evil and wicked, corrupt. The animals, they, we don't want anything. We're not going to take anything. We are going to use the silver and the gold, but nothing else. That's it. And again, he he's making a statement them, to them. But
3: again, he doesn't want them providing for their own. And if you start taking those things, and they will start using them on their own service and
0: stuff. Yeah. And, he's again, again, and at this time, he's establishing who he is, and he is holy. And I know this sounds really, sounds like a bad thing, but you turn to Genesis 15. Um, 16, is Yeah. 15.16 then in, and this is Abram and God here's a covenant right? even right here and he's talking about this very time now and it's coming true At, in the fourth generation they will return here for the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet complete so that means that their sin and their iniquity is going to run its full course And after the time of the slavery in Egypt, there's going to be a time when they cross over and Israel was going to be the instrument that God used for these wicked, evil, evil people. Just like the wickedness and the evil is in our times today. But God let it run its course, and then He says, Okay, you're my people that I've chosen to go destroy and do it completely. What is it saying to us spiritually? Kill our sin. Take it real. Take it serious. Don't let it get a hold on you. Don't let it get a foothold. Don't let it get a toehold. Destroy it. Cut it off. That is killing, you know. um, How about Agag? Cutting Agag to pieces. But that's representing. The sin that we have. We are to die, kill it, starve it, choke it. And it uh, is like the judgment at the second coming. Again, it will have to be done. Uh, I'm glad that God is the judge and we're not. But that's what this country and the whole world deserves right now. And uh, it's pretty somber, isn't it? But you see victory right here because God is doing a new thing and He's pulling it together on something that He's already promised. He cannot let these people live. It's time for them to die. And if they were to do it, wow, God, <laughs> they really did it. And, and they didn't get hurt. None of the Israelites got hurt. Killed? How did it come off?
1: You know, the the things that we don't ever actually get are like the nitty-gritty details. Like when the Israelites rebelled, God sent prophets to them and telling them, this is why I'm destroying you. But for the rest of the people that God destroys, who are equally as sinful, we don't really get those nitty-gritty details because... It's not about them. <laughs> it's just not. It's, you know, it's about
0: the nature of God, isn't it? A,
1: it's a, there's, it's, there's a bigger story that needs to be told. Yeah. And that's why they always have like in Kings, like if you ever, like I know everybody's read, but there are some books that they wrote about what these Kings did individually. Hmm. It says, and in the archives of some know right, right. that they did all these things. And in those books, actually believe, are still out there somewhere. I don't know if they have them or not have them or haven't discovered them, or if they just kind of faded through time. But they wrote down the rest
0: of that information somewhere. Yeah, I think a lot of them got destroyed, a, probably um, at the time of the t- uh, time of uh, Babylonian mm-hmm. siege and mm-hmm. captivity of the city there. And of course, they burnt mm-hmm. burnt it up and destroyed the temple there. Mm-hmm. They lost a lot of things. Anyway, thank you guys for hanging on. We went a long time. That was two chapters. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this evening. and uh, What a God you are. You gave the plan. You carried out the plan. It took maybe several hundred years. Many years. But it came about the way that you so desired. And it's all for your glory. We know that you use people to bring about Your plan. And it's amazing that You would use us in every little detail in the church that You carry out. And so what a privilege it is to understand a little bit more about who You are and what You are about. You are certainly a holy God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. All
2: our brilliant strategists plot and planning playing the of wars all the <laughs>